I literally like had a guy, the first thing he ever texted me was, can you tongue punch my fart box? And I'll never forget it. Can you tongue punch my fart box? I, For people who I might like, not know what that means, I feel like I do, but I feel like I we need to know. He was asking you to eat his ass. A 100%. You're listening to the Bad Break Podcast. Buckle up for some wild breakup stories. I'm not spending one more second of this life for some inconsiderate prick. And now I hate you, you slut bastard. Rachel, come on, talk to me, please. I you, I can't even look at you right now. Stop! Don't touch my ever. Take all your You understand me is I am crazier. That's not something to be fucking proud of, Cassie. No. But it is something you should be scared of. Welcome back to the Bad Break Podcast, where we dive into some of the wackiest, wildest breakup stories out there. Each week, we unpack explosive, jaw-dropping breakup stories with guests from all over the world to get to the heart of why breakups can be so emotionally intense. We're your hosts, Chris Riata and Gigi Engel. Be sure to subscribe and download today's episode so we can keep bringing you wild breakup stories and insights from the world's leading experts of heartbreak, much like today's episode with Emily Bracey, the absolute genius behind the infamous Instagram page, Ho Gives No Fucks. This is going to be one of the most chaotic, intense, and truly hilarious stories you have heard thus far on the podcast. It was one of my favorite interviews we've done this season. I'm obsessed with her Instagram page and she has the funniest memes they're just so slutty and sexy and unapologetic i fucking love it she's unbelievable before we interviewed her i was like "Ooh, like what is she gonna be like in person she's so funny so easy to talk to you're gonna be obsessed i would say that she's just as chaotic as her meme page in the best way possible Yes, like as a compliment, best way possible, chaos. (laughs) We say chaos lovingly. But Gigi, before we get into today's wild breakup story with Emily, I wanted to read you one of the craziest anonymous submissions that we have received to date. No. This is one of the most fucked up, insane breakups that I've ever read about. Just buckle up and get ready. This is fucking wild, G. I'm putting on my seatbelt. Oh my god, okay. All right. So this person met their ex-partner through mutual acquaintances. When did things start to go wrong and why? They responded, I was young and dumb. The guy was a bit older. I thought I could help him with his demons. First mistake. Mm. He lied about everything, including his job. He made it seem like he was an important guy in the city when he was just an assistant. Within a couple months, it turned into an abusive situation with him getting very controlling over who I spoke to where I went, and how I spent my time. He had an explosive temper, and nothing I did made him happy. I was walking on eggshells constantly and fighting for my own sanity. We dated about six months in total. So then our anonymous submission form asks, how did the breakup go down? Please provide as many details as you feel comfortable sharing. This listener responded, we were fighting over something stupid, and he threw something at my face. I realized then it could only get worse. Yeah, buckle up. This just gets crazier and crazier. It's really sad, but it's also just fucking wild. So she says, I broke up with him in a public space and he started yelling at me, saying I was cheating on him and he was going to kill the guy he blamed. I thought that was the worst of it, but soon the floodgates opened up. He started posting a lot of lies about me, I assume on social media. Oh my god. Yeah. Two of them were that I had an abortion. She says, no shame for those who have, but that's a personal thing. Two of them? 
two of the lies oh. that this ex posted on social media, okay. I guess, had to do with her getting an abortion. Although she says she didn't actually get an abortion. And the second was that I was a spy, she writes. So he was on social media claiming that this <laughs> that his partner was a spy. What? I don't understand that at all. Yeah. For whom, I wonder? She's a secret agent is all we know. That doesn't seem like a very... Seems kind of cool. <laughs> like a cool thing to lie about. <laughs> like, I wish I were that awesome. Your girlfriend is a spy? That's fucking badass. That's cool. So he would call all night while I was sleeping. I'd wake up with 50 plus missed calls. That is a toxic red flag. You think so? <laughs> This went on for months until I changed my number. After a few threatening messages, I went to get a restraining order. He violated it multiple times. What? This, it just keeps getting crazier. She goes, about a year later, he pressed false charges on me. He told the cops I was in a gang, a human trafficking ring, and a terrorist. A triple threat. <laughs> a triple threat, baby. Gang. Gang. Check. Terrorism. Terrorist. Human trafficking. And trafficking. <laughs> Try to top me, boss bitches. <laughs> a true boss, babe. All right, so she goes, he shopped this story to multiple police departments until a rookie cop listened to him. I had never even smoked weed until that point in my life. The arrests were incredibly traumatic. She got arrested? She said she was handcuffed. She was put in a police car the whole nine yards. She says, I still have a really tough time talking about it. Thankfully, I was able to get the charges expunged and he eventually stopped harassing me. He still posts about me many years later. I'm just happy I made it out alive. Holy Can you imagine? Shit. She goes on to say that the breakup haunted her for years. She left the experience with a PTSD diagnosis and trust issues. Ugh. She got over it by learning how to help other women in these situations, which is just incredible and amazing. That is so cool. Yeah. She says restraining orders can be tough to get. So helping women through that process is something I'm now passionate about. It also helped me to know what it was like to be wrongfully arrested. I saw the cracks in the justice system firsthand and knew there were women in worse positions. My After God. a lot of therapy and some recklessness, I finally met the sweetest guy alive and we're happily living together. Oh my Which, God. That just makes me so I happy. love a happy that ending. So I feel happy. like I'm going to cry. Oh my God. I mean, this is one of the most wild. It's one of the most wild stories. I think I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, you were not kidding. Oh my goodness. That is a horrifically traumatic experience. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, anonymous submissioner, anonymous submissioner, anonymous <laughs> submissioner, thank you for sharing the story. I understand that it is. That's truly one of the most horrific experiences I've ever heard of. And I'm so sorry you went through that, but you have come out so much stronger and good for you. And the fact that she's now using so much of her energy to help other women who have gone through a similar situation is just really incredible and important and probably gives her such a feeling of joy and like a full circle sort of thing. We can also definitely provide some links in our show notes for folks who are in domestic abuse or domestic violence situations. Yeah, we'll be sure to have that in the episode notes if anybody is in a dangerous situation any kind of coercive control any kind of situation that you deem is unsafe we will have links in the show notes where you can find resources and help we're here for you yeah there's actually been an article written about this guy too so i am happy to provide that in the show notes as well there was an article written about him mm -hmm. it's in deadspin oh damn we'll have a link to that what a terrible situation. Speaking of just sort of wildly terrible situations, but kind of 
turning this a little bit into more of like a funny spin. <laughs> to provide a little levity. A little levity for this uh, oh, deeply dark but very brave to share this story sort of situation. Why don't we introduce you to Emily Bracey? We had the pleasure of speaking with her a little while ago, and here is our interview with her. Trust me, you're going to love it. Buckle up, babies. Enjoy. We are here with the one and only Emily Bracey of Ho Gives No Fucks. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that was such a hype intro. I love it. No, I'm doing so good. <laughs> Emily, before we get into the interview, I need to tell you how many people I know that share Ho Gives No Fucks memes. I love it. It's amazing. Literally all my friends, when I told them that I'm interviewing you, they're like, I follow her. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. And I love too, like hearing all the time that people share because it's not an app or an app, a page that like everyone you know not everyone's like oh, i don't want people to see i'm following ho gives no fucks so it's the shares <laughs> that do it our friends and our audience they uh they are hoes who don't give fucks yeah we're de- we definitely have a full group of people who aspire to be a ho who gives no fucks 100 like no matter how old you are how like quote unquote settled down you are i'm still a hoe that gives no fuck <laughs> <laughs> i mean a tiger can't change her stripes exactly exactly <laughs> and so the story that you're bringing us today is it about a breakup that inspired the meme account? Yeah. So when Gigi and I were messaging and like even just listening to the first couple episodes of your podcast, I was like, yo, a breakup basically inspired my entire account. I never did the account like, oh, I'm going to make money off of this. Oh, it's going to be like a thing. Oh, I, I'm going to like work from Instagram basically. And like, I never thought that. But I mean, thank God that breakup happened. Yes, here we are. <laughs> so tell us about it. Give us a little bit of backstory before the breakup who was the partner and how did we get here Actually, it's so crazy because it, it literally and it's so dramatic to say but it literally feels like a lifetime ago I mean I it's like one of those things where you look back and you're like looking at your life like was that someone else's movie that I was just watching like how the fuck did that happen we started dating when I was 19 and I think he was 17 so I was in college and he was a senior in high school oh cougar over here okay <laughs> I know right <laughs> I just he was like the typical bad boy. I met him through my ex-boyfriend at the time. Ooh. I remember when he introduced me to him. I, there's a meme that I like to post and it was like, sometimes you date that guy because he has hotter friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for setting us up. That was so sweet of you. <laughs> he literally was like, don't talk to him. And I was like, okay, so you want us to like break up and then I'll date him? Sounds great. But yeah, no, I think that I was like inspired by all those crazy Disney movies and stuff where I was like, I have to get the bad boy and change him. Like, or is that just every typical 19 year old? <laughs> it was for about four years we were together. So I ended up going away to college while he was obviously still home because he was a senior in high school. And after those four years when we finally broke up we broke up once or twice in between he literally was like listen no like this is the last breakup we're done because I have been cheating on you since you went away to college and I was like I went away to college three months after we started dating what? He's like, no, I'm already living with Nicole. And I was like, who's Nicole? And he goes, my girlfriend. I was like, 
what? I mean, a big part of the rest of the story I'm about to tell you was that through our whole relationship, and now I understand the brain more and through therapy and everything, that he was like a serial cheater is what I call him. And he was like yeah, cheating on me the entire time. I would see stories on Snapchat, and I was like a CIA investigator, and I was like, yo, that's so-and-so's room. Like, this is a chick's room. He's like, no, it's like my friend's room. And I would literally have like a picture of her and like a selfie and like have his yes. picture like side by side. And I'm like, that's the same room to the point where he would, when we would hang out, he'd be like, oh can you drop me off at John's house? I was literally dropping him off at another girl's house. No. He's the real hoe that doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm like, okay, so you're a sociopath or like a narcissist. (laughs) Something going on. And I was also undiagnosed bipolar. So that played a lot into it. So basically this whole time we're dating, he's accusing me of cheating on him the entire time, which I wasn't. And then he's like, well, give me a reason why you're not. And my reason was always, I'm too busy, dude. Like I'm trying to like double major get into a better college like I'm busy (laughs) but also Mm. that just wasn't me so yeah anyway break up and I moved back to my hometown small ass town western New York and this was the first time I was really dating in my hometown and I was like meeting guys I've never met before even though it's a small town I was like where'd you come from which it was kind of like vice versa guys were like where the fuck this girl come from you know I was like off living in like Buffalo and New York City for years so I was having fun there was one night where this guy just got in my face because I rejected him and he yelled at me he's like you're just a hoe that gives no fucks and I was like okay and I went home (laughs) sloppy drunk and made this account it started off with just screenshots of conversations I would have with guys because I didn't understand what dating was I literally like had a guy the first thing he ever texted me was can you tongue punch my fart box and I'll never forget it can you tongue punch my fart box for people who might not know what that means I feel like I do but I feel like we need to know he was asking you to eat his ass a 100 percent and I'm like I don't even remember your name And like, by the time I looked at the text, it was like 2pm on a Sunday. And I was like, excuse me, sir. Some people like getting tongue punched in the fart box on a Sunday afternoon, Emily. But a 100% (laughs) totally down for that. But as the girl who just came out of a relationship with a psychopath who's now dating, I was a little taken back. So I started posting these things on Ho Gives No Fucks. And they were like just getting reshared. And I was getting so many messages of girls, mostly girls being like, I love that you have this page. Like no one talks about crazy breakups and stuff. No one talks about dating after breakups. And I feel this very strongly, even with this podcast, Bad Break, listening to like some of the first episodes, it's like, this is what people need to be talking about. Because these breakups, when we're younger, especially like those big ones that you're going to remember until the day you die, I feel like they really shape who you are. Facts. That's so accurate. Something I heard in like one of, I think it was like episode three or four, where the guy said something about, he's like, I don't have trust issues. He had, that was trust awareness. Mm, mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Because I ended up going from this... 20 year old kid who literally would get so oh yeah he was like insane like we're to the point um he took a pickaxe to his car because his mom took his keys away like that's what i was dealing with oh jesus girl he literally punched out the windows what else did he do to me oh he had me like unknowingly be a drug mule what yeah we lived like 40 minutes away from the seneca nations and there was a guy who was he was selling like ounces and ounces of weed like pounds of weed out of his house my ex was a drug dealer and he was like oh let's go out 
to nature out in this beautiful Seneca Nation. Mm. And he would go, he's like, wait, I got to stop in my friend's house real quick and pick up my stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't know, maybe he stayed there the night before. And so I'd be like, oh, I'm coming in. He's like, no, no, like stay in the car. Mind you, one time when that happened, he left me in the car for like an hour and a half at 10 p.m. at night. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, My phone was dead. I didn't have a charger. Yeah. And I'm still like, I, I was head over heels for this guy like I was brainwashed it was the type of like narcissistic relationship where I understand why people join cults almost like I get it Mm. (laughs) and I get when people are like oh I just can't leave him I'm like no I totally get it oh I haven't even mentioned he was addicted to heroin oh my god (laughs) I know (laughs) what Oh, that's a fun little Easter egg to drop in in the middle of an interview. Yeah. Yeah. So like halfway through our relationship, two years in, he was just like acting different and stuff. And like we smoked weed. Um, He smoked a lot of weed. And I was like, I mean, I still smoke weed. He was just like acting different and stuff. And then I found out, yeah, he, I think his sister's mom told me like, yeah, he's addicted to heroin. And he was also doing, um, I don't know. He was, he was fentanyl. Yeah. He was like smoking fentanyl. Oh my God. The worst of the worst. I look back and I'm like, why didn't I put all this together? You were in love. Love makes you dumb. Oh, 100%. Was there like ever a period of the relationship, like maybe in the beginning when things were anywhere near good? Okay. So this is what's really bizarre is that a lot of people, when I would tell them about my relationship, they're like, that's not normal. And like, I come from a household with two parents who are still together and like they're, they're literally best friends. Like they are soulmates. They have respect for each other. They love each other. So I know ne- the only place I saw these crazy relationships were like TV and movies. And I'm like, mm. wow, that looks like fun. Like that's normal. Like that's what Hollywood stars are doing. But I guess it was quote unquote normal and fun when like he would visit me at school. And it was for him, it was this huge thing because it was like, you know, he was this like country boy. He His high school had like 50 kids in each class, like each grade. And like I was living in New York City, so he would come visit me and it was like, oh, I got to go visit my girlfriend who's going to become a fashion designer. So it was very much something that I thought that like younger me wanted, if that made sense. And it was like those Mm -hmm. little Mm -hmm. moments, those little glimmers where I was like, that's fine that he's fucking other girls. That's fine that he's taking a pickaxe to his car like he's getting suspended he's getting arrested I guess it's that it's that trope when you're like a woman and you have this idea of like oh it doesn't really matter because he chose me I find it funny too like I was listening to one of your episodes and Gigi you were talking about when your boyfriend or like your ex-boyfriend slept with your best friend and like I was like going after these girls and I was like stay the fuck away from my man like how dare you disrespect me and like I was so much easier on him it's what we do when we're girls and we're kids crazy I see it now and I'm like why do we got to attack each other you know I feel like if that happened to me like at this point in my life I would go get a go out get coffee with that girl I'm like okay let's talk about it (laughs) like let's become friends and ruin his life (laughs) yeah it's like it's not his it's not her fault I mean everybody plays a role but it's like we always are so quick in those like because women are designed in this capital p patriarchy to attack each other other rather than like the ship bag who's behaving like a ship bag yeah and then he would deny <sighs> it and like I I think that you know I knew it like under like I knew he was cheating on me I knew this but I just I didn't want to believe it I liked the fact that I had like this attractive guy like waiting for me at home it just going back into the dating world literally I mean I honestly it sounds so dramatic but like it changed my life because I started this account because of it yeah 
Wow. Makes sense. So Yikes. tell us about the breakup, like the actual breakup. Oh, the one the one through a text message, that one? Oh, no, it was a text message breakup after four years? Yes, I was in New York City. He just like stopped texting me. And I was like, hey, like what's going on? I don't know what you're going through, but we can talk it out. It was snowboarding season and he was a snowboarding um, instructor at this like local place. So he, um, he was, he's meeting girls snowboarding. Yeah, so he's just being weird and stuff. And I'm trying to think he would like answer me with um youtube links and it was like uh it was not like move bitch get out the way but like stuff like that like shut up bitch i don't know like rap songs i had stuff like that like that's how he was answering me and i'm like oh my god i'm about to lose this man why like well of course you want to lose this man like he's garbage so i go go back to my hometown and he's like no we're done and honestly i'm like looking back i don't we did not see each other from that breakup like that was when he told me he was like listen this is my girlfriend nicole we live together so i his his mom and his siblings like absolutely loved me they loved me and so I ended up like going over to the house getting all my shit did they know that he had a live-in girlfriend while he was dating you yeah which actually his mom is like she's she's my side like OG he would literally bring girls back and she would go into his room and get and be like get the fuck out of here you don't disrespect Emily like that get in my car I'm bringing you home we love (laughs) mama oh my god we love oh, yeah. Mama. No, I was, I was like her star child, I feel like. <laughs> the next weekend, I hooked up with someone different. Nice. Ho Gives No Fucks was born. So he texted you that he was that he was done? Like, what did the text say? It was very crazy because he was fucked up on drugs, obviously. It was very matter of fact, very mean. So mean. Like, calling me like, you know, you're a worthless piece of shit, this and that. Like, I never loved you. I didn't do it. It was, it was rough. And like I said before, like, I was undiagnosed bipolar. Um, I was very depressed. I was anxious. Oh, my God. It wasn't until, I think, 2017. So it was after, like, that really toxic relationship when I was diagnosed which is cool because I got the right medicine and tools now. <laughs> oh, that's so great. What a wonderful journey for you. Yeah, it was literally life-changing. That's such like a perfect place to end the story. Thank you so, so much for sharing this with us. It was truly some piping hot tea. Not gonna lie. Amazing <laughs> twists and turns all the way through. Can you tell our listeners where they can follow you? They probably already do, but you may as well plug it. Yeah, um, yeah no, my meme page is Ho Gives No Fucks. My personal page is Emily E. Bracey. Yeah, and also I just want to thank you guys for starting this podcast because literally even from the first episode, like I'm like, this is cool. Like, this is fun. And like I said at the beginning, like people need to talk about their breakups more and hear other people's breakup stories. So thank you for your podcast. And thank you for having an awesome ass uh, Instagram account that gives so many people a voice when they're going through these situations too. You're so welcome. I will not (laughs) stop making memes. (laughs) Memes for life. Memes for life. Well, we were delighted to have you on Bad Break Mm. and you are such a force. And thank you so much for sharing the story with us. It was absolutely a wild ride. We loved every minute of it. Any time. (laughs) Holy shit. That was one of the most chaotic, intense breakups I think we've heard on the pod yet. I literally had to pour a scotch. (laughs) I'm, I'm emotionally overwhelmed, but also... Could Emily be funnier? Like, I can't. Like, how do you tell such a crazy, traumatic story in such a funny way? Like, ugh. Therapy. Therapy and that bipolar medication.
We cannot stress enough on this pod how badly everyone needs to go to therapy. This podcast is not meant to replace therapy. It's meant to promote therapy. So go get your asses in therapy, especially if you're dating someone like Emily's exes. What the fuck? Yeah, seriously. It's like, obviously, y'all know that I'm a psychosexual therapist, but like, this is not where you come for therapy. You go to therapy when you've listened to our podcast, feel inspired by your past situations, and realize you got to work on yourself, much like Emily did. Right. This is the podcast where you come to learn what it means to get tongue punched in the fart box. And we can leave it there. Okay, that's all the time we have for today, my beautiful breakers. But be sure to like and subscribe, download this episode, because that is what helps us bring you more amazing, wild breakup stories where we can unpack them with you. Because, hell, the more we talk about these stories, the more we can normalize them. Stay safe out there. See you later, guys. 